Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What is up, guys? And welcome back to Skinny Dipping, the podcast where we talk about the mind, the body, and the soul in order to create actionable change in our lives. We're currently in a six-week series, The Happy Healed Girl Era. Thank God. Like, literally, thank God. We have been diving into the shadow work in so much the last couple years, and I just really want to give us the information that we need to be the most happiest, healed, fulfilled, joyful versions of ourselves. And today is something I'm so excited about. A couple weeks ago, we talked about hormone health and hormone empowerment with Paige. And I feel like we needed to come back to this topic because it's so important. Cycle syncing is so amazing. And I brought a friend of mine on the podcast today, the podcast host of the Half Naked Podcast, Molly May. Hello, beautiful. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Hello, Kayla. Thank you so much for having me. This is a total honor to be on the pod. You were on my podcast not too long ago, and this is just a little coming back together, and I'm excited to talk about this topic today. Yeah, I'm so excited. Basically, we're going to be taking this like topic that seems really complicated and big and daunting, and we're literally going to break it down. This is a mini episode, and we're going to be like, okay, this is what you need to know about your cycle, about your hormones, and I have a couple questions at the end that I really, really want to get into. Today, we really just like want to break it down and make it super, super simple because it can seem so complicated and so daunting. And, you know, we're going to get into it. But first, we just wanted to like say that cycle syncing and lots of these concepts is coined by a certain person. And we wanted to give that person credit before we dive into it. But Molly just really has used her own experience and her own education, which she will talk about her background and things like that and and the qualifications that she has to to come and talk about this today. But first, do you want to just like let us know one about who is behind this originally who coined the term so we can give credit to that person and then also just a little bit about your education and then we will dive into the pillars and the seasons and the actionable advice and really just this is like a crash course moment yeah give it to us 
All right. Thank you so much. Okay. So a little bit about my background first is that I originally went to nursing school. So I have sort of a background in more of an anatomical, conventional perspective of healing and intervention. And then I graduated and got my health coaching certification where I learned a little bit more about the holistic side of healing. And I was shadowing a naturopathic doctor for quite some time. And that's kind of where I learned more about the herbal side of healing. And I just cracked open my soul to this information and the holistic realm and just became completely obsessed because it started to actually heal me. And then I just am a lifelong learner. And so I went back for more schooling and got my nutritional therapy practitioner license, which is what I'm doing now. And I have had quite the journey with my own health. And I always think that people within the health and wellness space are sort of with in these certain niches and it's because they went through something within that realm. So for example, I went through a lot of hormonal imbalances and I didn't have a period for two years and just a lot of struggles with my own like connection to myself and it had a lot to do with how imbalanced my hormones were. And I sort of started to crack the code and understand my hormones and my cycle and now I'm just so much more balanced and grounded and symptom-free for my periods and it's just an amazing okay. life on the other side of that, getting to know your hormones. <laughs> symptom yeah. free for your periods what does that even look like like does that mean like not really experiencing like bad cramps like give us the why because I'm like whoa yeah. symptom free yeah so that's something I definitely want to like focus on before I talk about that the whole thing that we're going to dive into is around syncing up your lifestyle your fitness and your nutrition with your menstrual cycle and there was a gal named Alyssa Vitti who coined the term the cycle syncing method and we're going to go into a little bit about the pillars that she created and sort of my own version and interpretation of each of the pillars but they're nutrition, fitness, and time management and essentially this is all about reconnecting with our innate intelligence within our body to move with our body instead of against it. And basically the main idea here is that when we ignore the cyclical nature and innate intelligence of our body by working too much, we're acting like we're in the masculine, you know, structure of our society. We're going go, 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 doing the same workouts every single day, eating the same foods. We're really going against ourselves in that sort of resistance is what leads to PMS. And so essentially when you start to sync up your lifestyle with your cycle, which is very individual, it can look different for everyone, but there are pillars, you will start to notice the most incredible shifts ever. And it almost feels like illegal. <laughs> it's like, like, like too good to be true. I'm like, you're just aligned and yes, you can achieve a symptom-free period. So I sometimes will have a period and I track my cycle, but sometimes it'll just come and I'm like, oh, there's my period because I didn't really have cramps. I don't break out anymore. My mood is very stable. So that's kind of what I am referring to when I say a symptom-free 
period, because you're working with yourself in such harmony that your body is finally doing what it's supposed to do and you're letting it do what it's supposed to do. And without that, that's kind of what leads to a lot of the imbalances, which then leads to the PMS symptoms. Wow. I'm so excited to dive into this because I personally, I don't really struggle with really bad cramps and I don't really struggle with hormonal acne. And because of that, I've always been like, I have a great relationship with my period and I am grateful for that. But let me tell you the breakdowns that I have three days before my period and the mood swings and the mood imbalance and literally feeling sometimes like when I'm ovulating, like I'm going to throw up because I have so much energy and anxiety within me. And then like right before my period, like my life is falling apart and I have done my own things to kind of begin to balance them. And I have noticed a difference, but I'm excited to dive deeper today because that's really what I want. I want my period to be something that's really intuitive. And what I hear you saying is that we have this natural cyclical nature in our body and we're resisting it because of the way that our society is and the structure of our society. Currently, we are resisting the natural innate nature of our bodies. And because of that resistance, we are experiencing these symptoms. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's this method of reconnecting with yourself isn't learning an entirely new skill because first of all, your body knows how to do it. It's it's the most natural thing ever. It's what produces life. It is the most natural thing known to man or women like ever (laughs) so it's more so of reconnecting to the intelligence that your body is already it's it wants to help you it doesn't want to go against you yeah it's returning home really and returning back to like what you said, it's the innate intelligence. It's what already exists within us. Our bodies already know what to do. We're just going against what our bodies know how to do. So let's bring it back to aligning to it. I love that. Yeah. It's more so just doing small things every day. You know, you don't have to change up your entire lifestyle to be able to reconnect with your body or you don't have to change up your entire diet. It's very little things that you can do. Yeah. I just want to make it as easy as possible to understand. So I'm just, I'm excited to break it down. (laughs) Amazing. Let's fucking get into it. I'm so excited to have you on today. You're literally one of my favorite people ever. I'm genuinely so excited. I literally texted her today, guys. And I was like, what are you doing today? Because we wanted (laughs) to do this like a month ago. And then I like Mm -hmm. had my life break down as the podcast listeners know. And now I'm in my happy healed girl era where I'm choosing that version of myself and to live in her. Even, you know, if I'm not fully healed, I'm just choosing to be in this version of myself now because I do have choice. And Mm -hmm. I think now it's the perfect time. So I literally texted her today and I was like, I'm feeling the fire today. I'm feeling the recording (laughs) energy. And she's like, me too. And I'm like, let's fucking do it. So yeah, do you want to just like start with the first pillar and like walk us through the actionable advice that we can use and that we can take away from this conversation to apply to our lives? Yes, absolutely. So the first pillar, and again, this is coined by Alyssa Vitti, nutrition, fitness, and time management. Those are the three. The first one being nutrition. And personally, 
I used to think that this was the least important one, and I even say this in one of my podcast episodes because I just wasn't convinced yet until I started to cycle sync my nutrition. Like, I have never in my life experienced such a big shift in my body and in my mind and my moods and in my period than when I started cycle syncing my nutrition and food. So to give a sort of visual of the cycle sort of within this category is that you have your menstrual phase, your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase, and your luteal phase. And those are four phases that you experience within one cycle. So on average, around 28 days. So each phase of your cycle is associated with a season. So your menstrual is winter, follicular is spring, ovulatory is summer, and luteal is fall. So the main basic point with nutrition is you eat with the season. So if you're thinking menstrual, you're eating foods that you would normally eat in the winter. So more cooked foods, warm foods, because this is a time when your uterine lining is literally shedding out of you. So you're expending a lot of energy. And so you're going to want to eat foods that are already cooked and warm and easy for your body to digest. So you don't have to expel even more energy to break down hard, fibrous, raw foods. So that's one really, really good, easy place to start if someone's like, well, where do I even start with this? Yeah. Follow so the menstrual, seasons. So menstrual, just to confirm for everyone listening, menstrual is when you are bleeding. And I love what you said. You're like, you're expelling a lot of energy. Your body is using a lot of energy to do this process of shedding your uterine lining. And that's so interesting because I feel like people get down on themselves. Like, why am I so tired during my period? It's like, girly, you're going through a whole death and rebirth process currently. Yes. Like, of course you're tired your body is using the energy for other things it's not that you have no energy it's that it's redirecting that energy so you're saying during this menstrual time when we're bleeding it's like we want to eat as if were in winter like what kind of foods would you eat give us some actionable things that you eat so there's a little bit more to it with not only eating within the seasons but eating foods that are really helpful for what's going on in your body so you're losing a lot of blood and so you're going to want to eat iron rich foods so that can be leafy greens and kelp and seaweed and grass-fed beef or stuff like that so meat is going to be really helpful and dark chocolate is going to be really great because it has magnesium and it's going to help your cramp and relax the muscles of your uterus. Raspberry leaf really helps like tone the muscles of your uterus and relieve cramps. And one of my favorite foods to eat during my menstrual phase is oysters because they're super high in iron and zinc and B12, omega-3s, they regulate estrogen, they reduce inflammation. They're really, really, really just a superfood. So it's mainly just eating based on what is going on in your body, replenishing certain minerals, eating within the season and just helping your body regulate its hormones kind of back into balance. So say there is an imbalance, you can actually eat certain foods that will help excrete excess estrogen if you have estrogen dominance or things like that. So it really, nutrition just helps supplement the whole process essentially. I love that. Yeah, that is very good applicable information. Continue. I'm obsessed. Yes. So I would say that is when I started to really, really, really notice shifts. And we'll talk about this later, but in my cycle workbook that um, I'm going to mention, I have a full grocery list. And so it makes it really easy for you to just go to the store and say, well, I just need these foods, make your grocery run, and then you'll have these really supportive nutrient dense foods for the week. 
Secondly would be after winter you move into spring so that's your follicular and your follicle stimulating hormone is rising and all of your other hormones are lowering and so this is a really good time to eat things that you would eat in the spring more vibrant raw fresh foods and then your ovulatory it's like summertime so this is like the peak of estrogen and you're going to want to eat foods that really like help lower estrogen because a lot of people experience estrogen dominance I would say like that's the main thing that I hear people are going through. What does estrogen dominance look like? It's honestly going to look pretty different for everyone, but it's just going to be one of those things that causes the breakouts and really makes your mood go up and down. And it, it can be really variable based on everyone's body, but ultimately it's just the fluctuation and like how high it goes and how low it goes. And so Paige actually talked about this in the episode that you guys did together, and she talked a lot about blood sugar balance, which is really important along with eating a lot of protein in your breakfast. That can really help like balance the insulin and the cortisol, which can help keep all of the hormones sort of at bay, and so nothing's kind of going out of whack. But I would say estrogen dominance is definitely like the main thing people are experiencing. Okay, and that happens more so during the ovulatory phase, during the summer period? Or does it happen the whole cycle? You can be susceptible to it at any point. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what foods would you suggest that people eat in their summer ovulatory vibey phase when I feel so hot? I feel so sexy when I'm ovulating. I literally feel on top of the world. Like I am like, I can do anything everyone loves me. I'm so sexy. Like when I'm ovulating, I just love that feeling. I'm like, can I keep that the whole time? I don't know. Um, but no, literally. what I'm really wondering is what like actionable foods, like what would you suggest? Yeah. So the first couple of foods that I would say are the best superfoods for the ovulatory phase are garlic and onion and then like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower, like those cruciferous veggies. They really help to detoxify excess estrogen and that can help you sink even deeper into that good feeling. So I always think of the nutrition aspect of this is you want to just feel each season as much as you can feel it. That's really just going with the flow. And I love ovulatory phase. I feel the same as you. Like I feel like I want to just serve and communicate with people and have parties and like I'm I'm hot and my skin's clear and I'm just like fertile like flirty (laughs) girly and so that's another sort of concept here is that when you support your body with these nutrients it can help you sink even deeper into the phase so it can help you feel even more flirtatious and vibrant and vibey as so like in a contrast sense, like your menstrual, it can help you feel even more into that like deep emotional inner wisdom and get all the juice and like wring out the rag of that phase and feel as springy as you possibly can during the follicular, like when your new ideas are popping up or, you know, the luteal. You mentioned this earlier and this is actually something that I talked about with someone this past weekend when I did an event. You said something like I've never related to something so much in my life where when you're in your luteal, that's like the three days out of the month where you're like I don't even want to like continue doing the podcast like I hate everything like I used to be like a luteal devil like don't touch or talk to me or look at me or breathe at me like I can't even get my car to drive because I will literally kill everyone (laughs) no like I will literally fight you and I just don't want that like okay for me to be honest like 
And obviously this is different because it's like supplement. But this last cycle, I have been taking like 5-HTP every day, which is like a serotonin balancer and production helper. And like that has helped me. But I'm really wondering, like we're getting into the luteal. We're out of the ovulatory. Mm -hmm. I start to freak out. What can I do with my nutrition to make sure that I do not want to blow up my entire life quit the podcast break up with my boyfriend (laughs) just run away ruin everything I've worked for like what can I do with my nutrition to make sure that does not happen obviously there's the three pillars and we'll get into the other ones so like I said most relatable thing of my entire life and the main thing that I want to just drive into the ground here is that yes there's separate phases to the cycle but it's not just about tending to this phase. So like, what can I do in the luteal phase to make me feel not like a devil? It is so much more bigger picture zoomed out, supporting your whole cycle and each phase as best as you can. Like I said earlier, you don't have to change your entire life or like the way you do everything with your entire diet. It's just the little things. And you'll notice that, say, you're supporting your menstrual phase and you rest a little bit more, you slow down your workouts, you eat this and you eat that, and same with the follicular and ovatory, it'll spill over into your luteal phase. So they each balance each other out, and it's sort of like a group effort here. So I would say, like, the best thing that you could do for your luteal phase is not only eat the foods that I have listed, which I'll kind of go into, but also support the rest of your phases. So say that's like the worst symptoms for you during your luteal, then start with whatever phase you're in. Like it'll have this ripple effect. And I get this question a lot of like, how quick do you notice these changes when you start making these changes? Because we think that anything that doesn't have to do with a pill is going to be really slow to see results essentially, but it is quite literally the opposite. You will probably notice a change within like a few days because your body's like, I can't remember who said that on a podcast where it's like you have this roommate and say you've like been living with this person for 20 years and you've never spoken to them. Then all of a sudden you start speaking to them and they're like, what? Oh my God. Like they start crying. They're like, you're acknowledging my existence. That's like how your body like will act. It won't hold a grudge against you. It'll just start to shift with you and it's like okay she's listening to her body now like let's go with the flow it's not gonna hold it against you so foods that that are really good for the luteal phase which first of all there's a first half of your luteal phase and then a second half of your luteal phase so the second half is when things really start to go haywire usually because it's right before your period and all of your hormones are sort of tanking but foods like beets and carrots and radishes really help your liver flush out that excess estrogen and really stabilize your blood sugar, which your blood sugar can be a huge culprit for the mood situation. And one thing that I do, which is sort of like Paige said in your last episode, is eating a ton of protein, more protein than you think, and making sure that each meal has a protein, carb, fat, and a fiber. So preventing the constipation and keeping things moving and grooving and moving your body daily. It's just in the little daily habits. I love that. We gave all the nutrition except for the follicular. We didn't, I mean, obviously there's more like things that you can incorporate, but I wanted to touch base with our follicular girly. If we're trying to keep all of them kind of in balance, what are the foods for that phase? That is after your menstrual, before your ovulatory. That's what I'm in right now. 
I am too. Oh my god! I'm also in my spring. I'm also my follicular, and I'm feeling so much better. That's probably why we're both like literally on the same wavelength. We're like, yeah, let's record last minute. Like we got this energy flowing. Like that's springtime, baby. And just to back it up, you see the world through the lens of hormones. And during your follicular phase, your hormones are sending signals to your brain to accept new beginnings, which is crazy because springtime. So everything is very metaphorical and very, very interesting. So a few favorite foods for this phase is ashwagandha, which I have something to mention at the end of this regarding that. So side note, just hold that thought. That really helps with estrogen levels and like your body preparing to ovulate. Green tea is a really, really good way to stay hydrated. So what I do and what I did today is I just make a huge batch of like green tea and it really helps just replenish the minerals and help your mental focus and energy levels. Question, green tea is different than matcha (laughs) or is it the same? (laughs) I'm sorry, is that such a dumb question? (laughs) No, matcha is actually like ground up green tea leaves. So they're basically the same and I would consider them like the same yeah awesome okay and then you're continuing greek yogurt no what'd you say yeah greek yogurt that's a really good one and there's specific foods but these are foods that are helpful for like any phase so the list of foods that i have are really specific to that phase but not exclusive like you shouldn't you know it's not like you can't be eating greek yogurt in your ovulatory phase like they're all good foods nutrient dense and the sourcing you know organic and all of that stuff is also important but just do the best you can avocado i have a question also yeah for people who like struggle with eating disorders or struggle with hyper fixating on their food like what would you say to somebody who may have struggled with that but still want to be able to be aware of their cycle and align their nutrition with their cycle what would you say to like that because i feel like that's a very nuanced topic where i just wanted to know like nutrition is such a sensitive thing because so many people do struggle with it. What do you say to the people that you work with who may encounter a struggle in that relationship with nutrition and the fixation on it? I would say do what genuinely feels the least stressful to you because stress, that is going to be something that affects your hormones. Like that's like the big dog when it comes to your hormones stress and stressing over food and hyperfixating can be very damaging and not helpful. And so if you are someone who has struggled with eating disorders or anything within that realm, maybe start with the workout portion or, you know, the time management, aligning your schedule with your cycle. I truly believe when you start with maybe those other two things, the more connected in your body you will feel and maybe that will open up a new feeling within you that makes you feel more comfortable to tackle the nutrition portion because I actually struggled with that too. And it's really, really hard because you can get a little bit too extreme with nutrition and it can be easy to do, but I would say even if you ate one of these supportive foods a day and just incorporated like getting a green tea or instead of oatmeal doing your Greek yogurt to keep your blood sugar balanced, like 
one food is totally kosher and amazing and I would just say do the best you can with as least bit of stress and worry and pressure on yourself as possible. I love that and I also wanted to add to that I think we may have talked about this before but the concept of like adding rather than like restricting like for sure instead of thinking oh I'm restricting I'm taking away foods think oh no I'm actually just gonna like add in one food for each cycle like and try it out and see if it like impacts me and exploring it in that way and really listening to your intuition thank you for noting that should we move on to the next pillar give it to us what's next fitness yes so fitness working out whatever you want to call it that's the next pillar so this is a lovely place to start as well they're all amazing places to start but like i said each phase has its own energy its hormone shifts and this is going to be so important and I don't think a lot of people take it as seriously as they should with the working out because we're used to wanting routine and consistency and everyone needs to strive for consistency and all of that stuff. So maybe we're doing the same workouts every single week, but that can actually cause a lot of stress on the body and all these blanket terms, like I'm trying not to use the blanket terms because everyone's body is literally so different. So I'll just say that period. But there's some factors that play into even the strength of our tendons and muscles. And if you're doing really, really hard workouts, let's say on your menstrual phase when your body's literally craving rest, like you are putting yourself at risk for injury. And let's say there's a week that you feel so unmotivated to go to the gym. I'm sure we've all felt that where we're like, why am I like this? Like, I'm just so tired. I can't get up. And that is okay. And however you're feeling is literally a product of like your hormones and all these things and, you know, your mood. And it's important to listen to your body because like I said earlier, PMS arises when we ignore our needs and motivation can have a huge factor in this whole workout sinking everything because if you're not feeling motivated it's probably because you do need rest and pushing yourself to the limit can cause more damage and like I said stress on your body it's not only the external stressors that we feel with our job and with like relationships it's the stress we put on our body so if you think of the winter so Maybe that's a time to stay inside, do some mat Pilates and stretching, and that this is the menstrual phase. Just slow things down, maybe some yin yoga. And if you consider sleep as exercise, like do that <laughs> because that's yeah, okay rest. during the literally just rest and do just really gentle workouts, follicular, moving into the spring. This is a time to like start ramping things up a little bit. Hit workouts, hiking, Zumba, dance. And it's so funny because I notice my body like it does it naturally now like I'll turn on music and I'll just start dancing and it literally feels like orgasmic to move my body like when I'm dancing it's because wait it's, yes like do you know what I mean when you start dancing you're just like yes like this feels so good <laughs> literally no I like just entered my follicular phase maybe like five days ago and in the car I've just been jamming so hard yeah like I'll just go outside and I've been dance I just my body has been craving that kind of dance and celebratory movement and it makes sense that I'm in that spring era because it's like mm -hmm. feels like mm, I just yeah it does feel so good to just move my body in a way that feels really natural yeah yes. I love it we love yes. to dance we love to dance I'm like in a Shania Twain like era right now I don't know why but that's good dancing music. <laughs> and then ovulatory, summer. So this is a really good time to sort of like 
ramp things up even more because you have so much energy to burn. Maybe do your body weight circuits, your weightlifting, spin cycling, step climbing. I did Bikram yoga for the first time the other day and it was really interesting and like that was a really challenging thing on my body but it felt good to sort of go through a challenge and so more challenging things when you're ovulating this is the time to get the challenges going because you're just very capable and limber and you have so much energy to burn through like we were talking about earlier when you're ovulating you're just like you have energy to give like your cup is spilling over like that's a good time for like community service and like hosting a dinner party you have all this like energy and so it's just like summertime free for all like move as much as you can and allowing your body's lymphatic system to sort of really get flowing and your muscles contracting and helping that lymph flow really helps your hormone balance and then moving into the fall right before our period is the luteal again and this is a really good time for like slower like strength training or like intense yoga or like hot yoga something that's sort of slowing it down but still just sort of burning through the last stores of energy that are there i like to do pilates or just like super long walks or a fast walk you know just sort of slowing it down but yeah I love that. Amazing. Okay, we got to move into this next phase. This is the one where I'm a little confused about. I don't know much about the time management being Mm -hmm. met with our cycles, but I have a feeling it's about to change my life because your girl is an entrepreneur. Time management is like such a big part of my stress. And I'm very excited to see what you have to say. So walk us through it. I will. So this is alluding to the idea of what sort of things you do during each phase of your cycle. So that could be like within your schedule or, you know, like I keep mentioning like hosting a dinner party, like those types of activities. And what this really helps with, like adjusting how you spend your time and sort of being more intentional with how you spend your time based on what your body is literally going through. So it can really help create those boundaries that you have with yourself. And especially as an entrepreneur, like I am as well, like I have to say, okay, well, if I'm ramping things up and it's springtime, like let's write down all the things and then we'll wait to implement that in the ovulatory when I have all this energy. So it has a lot to do with like the way your brain chemistry is literally being affected by your hormones and what types of things are best for you to dig into at this time. So when you're in your menstrual phase, the winter, it's a really good time to slow down and reflect and just sort of analyze what is serving me in my life and maybe doing some things that are just quality alone time and trying to delegate tasks as much as you can. Say you have a partner or some sort of family member or friend around. Ask for help and just try to leave space for you to actually sit back and reflect and have a second and really honor that. And this really helps you develop that sense of like self-respect and knowing that you can ask for help and that you don't have to do everything alone. Because I think as women entrepreneurs, it's really hard to ask for help because we feel like that we should be capable of this, but it's so important to just develop a sense of self-respect and know that you're allowed to delegate some of your tasks and it can actually make the other people in your life feel good knowing that you trust them with that kind of stuff. So then 
moving into the follicular, which is the spring, it's a really good idea to set your intentions. It's like things are blooming, the flowers are coming out of their buds. It's like, what do we want to turn into? We're like a little leaf like unraveling and it's like, okay, what direction are we going to turn? Are we going to turn towards the ground? Or are we going to turn towards the sun? It's like, where are we going? So this is a really that. good time for like really focused work, like planning the projects, getting outside in nature and really connecting with that like your inspiration like yes, brainstorming yeah. and game yes. planning like this For is a sure. really good phase to like make the fucking game plan like that yeah. is where i was like the last couple of days i was like whoa i finally have clarity to like make some decisions make a game plan i was like that yes. feels amazing like let's use this energy Yes. And being in that phase, like this is sort of where in this cycle workbook, like my own personal experience went into play creating this because some of the journal prompts are like from thoughts that I wanted to ponder. And so I was like, wow, this is such follicular energy. So I asked myself, like, what would I be doing if money wasn't a factor? Like, what are my deepest passions and desires? What do I want more of in my life? How do I want to incorporate and act on those things so it's really planning and strategizing where you want to go for the summer you know what I mean where you have all the energy to implement all of those things and then when you move into the summer and the ovulatory energy it's like connect with your community it's like negotiate ideas like make your big decisions have your difficult conversations schedule your interview like play your pieces like literally like there you go obituary is like my favorite no i know <laughs> um, it's like yeah i see like a chessboard and it's like okay make your fucking move that's what yeah. i like see in my visual is like the chessboard yeah. being like okay now what's your move like right <laughs> what's your move make your move it's your time it's action time, baby. It is action time. And I say, like, I love ovulatory. Like, this is not saying that other phases, like, aren't as good. It's it, They're all just different. And sometimes we feel like serving others and tending and nurturing. And sometimes we don't. And that is okay. So I'm giving every person permission out there to be selfish. Sometimes, you know, you don't always have to be this person that is just like nurturing and a nice person it's like you can take time for yourself but this energy of like the summer it's like you want to do all those things for people and just let it all out because that's the energy that needs to come through right now can I just like add something to that because definitely what's coming up for me is like we love the ovulatory and like yes because it like one feels so good like it literally just feels really good but I feel like there's also this aspect of like the expectation of society and like how men just like constantly every single day are going through certain cycles and they always have that type of energy like I saw this thing on TikTok and Tell me if this is true or not, but it was like a podcast on TikTok, like a snippet. You might have seen it. And the person was like, literally, when you're on your ovulatory, you're getting hit with like all this motivational energy that like men get every single morning when they wake up. And it's like, God fucking damn it. I feel like I judge myself when I'm in that rest phase because of what society has taught me is like successful or worthy Mm -hmm. or worth my time, which is kind of like that success, action-based, go-getter, masculine, leadership, fucking do it energy and it's just like also not only about embracing each cycle but also about rewiring our mindset around it and being like each one is beautiful in its own way and like serve such an amazing purpose to allow us to reflect or rest or plan or accept or integrate or take action like all these different phases of energy during our cycle with our time management 
I feel like there needs to be also this like mindset reroute of being like each one is so beautiful in its own way because I personally find I'm just gonna own my shit like I find myself really like judging myself and that's why I love my ovulatory because I almost feel like I'm in my like old like five year ago Kayla fully masculine energy and I was on birth control then so like I'm like feel like that masked so much of my cycle and now that I'm a year and a half off birth control it's like I'm finally learning what my cycle feels like again and I tend to judge her like I tend to judge her when she wants to rest and it's just like oh no like rewiring that and reminding myself like that's not my opinion like that's not actually how I feel like it's actually what I've been taught and I can like relearn that each one is beautiful in its own way. And I just had to like mm-hmm. add that because I feel like even though we love the ovulatory because it feels good, I also feel like there's this aspect of like the patriarchy and capitalism and how ovulation fits so well into that narrative and so well into totally. the society that is. So it's like we finally feel like we fit in. Like my intuitive self is like, oh, yes, I can do everything. I can. <laughs> I'm the fucking man. The Taylor Swift song. I'm like, I'm the fucking man. Like literally that's how I feel when I'm ovulating. I feel like I'm just like can fit into the society that has been created for us and we've been born into but it's like mm, actually no like each phase is so beautiful in its own way and we need to relearn and reset those expectations around how we feel about them because it's like do we love it because we actually love it or do we love it because we finally feel like we can have it all together yes I completely know what you mean and I think a good way to sort of start the rewire because it's like yes we need to rewire our brain to make us feel like this season is okay or we're resting it's really hard to actually do that because our society never stops and we are still a part of it and we can't just take off work because we're bleeding that's not a thing in our society so I think something to remember or to sort of see it as is well I guess right now I live in California but I live in like Washington Pacific Northwest before this and we had the four seasons and when it's summer everyone goes boating you're literally just vibing with the way that you know it's hot out so you're outside but then when it's fall it's a vibe the leaves change and you start putting on your coat and you drink hot chocolate and whatever and then it's winter and you stay inside you cook soup and you hang around the fire and you cozy up And then spring comes, it's like you wear a light jacket, you start going on walks, like you literally just go with it. And each season is its own thing. And you don't sit there in winter and say like, well, I guess maybe some people are like, I wish it was summer, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You, each phase is, it's nature. You don't go to the desert and sit there and say, well, I wish I was in Aspen, Colorado right now. Or like, you don't go to Antarctica and say, well, this isn't even cool. I wish I was in Hawaii. It's like, no, you're in Antarctica or you're in Hawaii and you're in that season. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. And that's what this whole concept is helping with is allowing our body to sort of be appreciated again for what it does for us and get out of that mindset that one is better than the other. Also, a really important thing is like starting the conversation with your loved ones and your friends And explaining, because this is a really foreign concept to a lot of women, let alone men or anyone in between. This is a really foreign concept. And so allowing the people in your life to be on the journey with you. Ever since I started doing this, like I have so much patience for people, but I explain, you know, other people are capable of understanding this too. So like if it's my friend or whoever, it's like, 
hey, I'm in my luteal phase right now. I'm sorry if I come off snappy. I'm trying my best. Like, or like, hey, can you please plan the date when I'm in my, you know, this phase or whatever. Just like helping people help you and starting the conversation. And I feel like that will sort of start to destroy that old patriarchal like way of thinking. Like that that is such old news. Like it's still prevalent, but let's make it old news because anyone with a uterus literally can bring life into the world. And so nurturing that body is so important and such a gift. And it's not just the people that are bleeding that should understand this. It's every single person. You know what I mean? I love that. Thank you for saying that. That was really beautiful. So with our time management, our first half and our second half of our luteal phase, I'm learning. We love to see it. Also, I'm going to need to get that book because I'm like, I need to get that grocery list ASAP. I'm like, I'm not a nutrition girly. Like I'm definitely like fitness time management, all that I really understand within my self-improvement space. But like nutrition, like is something I never have had like an interest in, but I'm like, I can just add some more things like Greek yogurt, more protein, Mm -hmm. like Definitely. So tell us finally about the luteal second half, first half time management. Mm-hmm. What are the vibes for that? I actually have no idea. Yeah. So let's say you're coming right off of your summer energy and the leaves are starting to sort of fall off the trees. That's like the beginning. And that's when like estrogen and progesterone are sort of still increasing and vibing. And then the second half is when everything sort of tanks and that's right before our period starts. So things that you can do with your time management for like the first half, which it doesn't really need to be this specific. You'll kind of see the vibe when I talk about this, like journaling, sort of introspection, more detail oriented tasks. So say you're preparing for winter, like sort of checking off your to-do lists and making sure like everything's sort of in its place so you can hibernate essentially. So avoiding like a big launch for like your brand. You just don't have the energy for that right now. And yeah, like checking off your to-do list, strategize your career moves maybe, but like wait to implement. Like this is a really like introspective time when your inner wisdom is like really brewing and I've heard different perspectives based on like the person, but people sort of say it's like a more of like the dark feminine, sort of just like a more like grounding, slower energy that comes. So it's like doing things that sort of fit that. It's like wrap things up, go easy on yourself. You're gonna maybe be a little bit irritable, but just go with the flow. Something I wanted to point out is that I recently on my Spotify made playlists for each phase of the cycle. And that's something that really helps me like get into the mood. And a lot of people don't like their luteal phase because it's when they feel irritable. They like don't want to be touched and they don't feel good. But if you listen to this like music, for instance, or whatever helps you like sink deeper into that phase, it's actually kind of a vibe. And I just feel like just this like spiritual woman goddess, like just vibing. Medicine woman energy for sure. Yeah. And that's like the whole idea. Yeah. I love that. Also, I just saw like lots of like tying up loose ends is like, mm-hmm. I feel like exactly. that's the simplest way to put it. Like get your last things done so you can hibernate, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So what were you going to say about ashwagandha? Oh, so I am actually like starting, it's not even out yet, but I'm starting a line of products soon. And it's just this, I don't even know what to call it yet, but it's this very cycle forward, like latte powder that has ashwagandha and these other helpful ingredients. That's sort of like something that's been brewing or in the works recently, which is so exciting. It's just to help provide the nutrients and supplemental things all in one because there's like, you know, your dark chocolate, your ashwagandha, your 
whatever you're doing. It's just meant to be like all in one and it'll help basically every phase of your cycle. So that's so exciting. Congratulations. Thank I you. love that. Okay. Tell us about your book. Tell us about your pod. What else is coming up for you right now? I would say my just absolute baby is this cycle workbook. I started it probably a year and a half ago and it was so basic and just bare bones and I have just perfected it over the course of time and I'm so proud of it right now and I just feel like there's nothing else that I've personally found that is as easy to follow and approachable as this because you have each page it's basically it says whatever phase and then the season and then it goes into what is going on with your hormones so you can sort of grasp what's going on in your body which helps you reconnect to yourself it goes through what energy you're experiencing your libido journal prompts the movements that you can be doing activities and then your grocery list and then all of those foods and what function those foods have and you know seeing food as medicine and supplemental to all of this it's just really just comprehensive and then I also have leisure reading topics at the end stress digestion liver lymphatic sleep and the benefits of cycle syncing your workouts and I have this whole list of non-toxic swaps because toxic chemicals and stuff in like household cleaners etc can be really damaging and not helpful to your hormones so that's kind of like a section in there and there's all sorts of ideas on how to reconnect with your body what hormones really are and birth control and then it goes into my one-on-one work and options in terms of working with me and healing hormones based on your personal body and I would have you in as a client for my nutritional therapy one-on-ones and I would be able to give you like a full symptom burden graph and all of the nutritional deficiencies you're experiencing, mineral deficiencies and just where in the body we can rebalance. It's really, really cool work, very uh, eye-opening and root cause focused. And then lastly, my podcast, the Half Naked Podcast. It is on Spotify. Check out Kayla's episode that we did together while back and it was so good it was so good literally electric and I have all sorts of episodes on women's health there's going to be so much more on the topic of hormones and cycle health and spirituality and life and nutrition and wellness in general so that's the whole spiel (laughs) I'm obsessed with you I feel like our minds just like (laughs) deeply connect I just like love talking to you and like thank you for like sharing so much free amazing information for us today to all like take in and everything will be linked below guys so you can check out the workbook check out her one-on-ones check out the podcast it'll be all linked below super easy so you can just and see where sweet molly may is at because (laughs) she is fucking amazing and thank you dude for coming on today this was an amazing episode that literally was supposed to be a mini but i'm so glad it wasn't (laughs) because we needed the juicy information like we needed all of it it's all necessary so thank you and if like you could leave everyone with like one final thought before signing off i would say to just remember that you are innately worthy of experiencing balance and a symptom-free period and regulated hormones and peace of mind. All of this is achievable and the more you connect deeper into your body, you will tap into your inner innate wisdom and intelligence that lies within you and you will be just like a badass, powerful being. (laughs) Yes, less resistance, more flow. Snaps to that. Thank you so much. Okay, bye guys. Bye.
Warmer, sunnier days are calling, so fuel up with them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for Skinny Dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com skinny50 and use code skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny50 at factormeals.com slash skinny50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kints. Go to kints.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kints.com slash skinny dipping.